It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. So what are you up to tonight? We're going to this party tonight, this warehouse thing. Some sort of rave thing. Is this gonna be cool? Yeah, I guess. From Doug Lyman, the director of Swingers. When you've gone too far to stop. There's no body, there's no crime. Well, put her in the trunk. Stop! What? Stop it! What? It's a Miata! Give it a gun! Go. Ready, set, go! This is the film with three brains. <laughs> Sam in San Francisco. <laughs> Sean in Chicago. <laughs> and Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I got no. Oh, <laughs> all right. We are reviewing Go from 1999. Um, and uh, brief synopsis it's uh, kind of, I think I mentioned last time to me, one of the uh, I consider it one of the last um, uh, pulp fiction spinoffs, and that it's it doesn't seem like it because the first like half of the movie is all from one point of view, but then it switches to another point of view. Um, and uh, so it tells a story of uh, from three different people about a drug deal and all the crazy stuff that happens after it. And um, yeah, that's, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it a teenage version of Pulp Fiction? Yeah. I think of it as teeny bopper Pulp Fiction. Although, well, Sean, you chime in and I'll get to it. No, I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll allow that. I'm saying, I was, well, what, my my follow up was going to be one of proceed. The, one of my chief complaints. I have a couple, but one of my chief ones is that I feel like the sort of age bracket of these people is very vague, sort of unspecific. Totally. Um, it seems like they're supposed to be teenagers, most of them, but they pay rent and have jobs and you don't see parents anywhere or a school. Oh, yeah. And they're doing fairly <laughs> adult things. But then she's like, I'm 17 and, and, you know, and they act like teenagers. and They're going to raves and shit. Like, I don't know. So I found it a little confusing, I, uh, you know, because it, it kind of affects the way you look at the, the, the scenarios, the scenes and the plot. Like, are yeah. these kids or are they adults? And I, I felt like it was sort of gray area and maybe that's intentional. Although why? Right. I, yeah, I, that's funny. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what meaning that you just assume they were teenagers? Or you assume they were like 21 year old people. I just never, I no, I just, it's just occurred to me as you're saying that I'm like, I never thought about their parents or yeah. Why does she pay rent? Why does she need all this money from right. this? crappy job so she can pay her rent i mean right if she's what? 17 yeah that part yeah. kind of didn't work she should have been like 20 yeah you know she'll still be and underage she... drinking in 1999 in california so right. um and it would have made more sense because you're like because then i was thinking like, oh they're post high school but didn't go to college like that's yeah. kind of who, what i had them in mind as but i agree because then you look at um uh Tay Diggs, um, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so you look at Tay Diggs, who looks like he's five years older than everyone else he hangs out yeah. with. Yeah. And so I'm watching it, and V's like, why is he hanging around with them? <laughs> like, mm -hmm, right. He seems smarter and older than everybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can see that. I mean, maybe we shouldn't get into the nitty gritty of what's wrong with it without explaining what's, <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Huh. I, well, I just, I'm baffled. I, I just can't believe I didn't, it didn't occur to me to worry about these things. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's such a great film that you're like, whoa, it's so fast paced. This is amazing. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to think about anything. Is that maybe? No, I'm going to go with that since it lets yeah. me off the hook. Yeah. It doesn't get you off the hook because oh, now there's damn. a whole new hook oh, and that yeah. you think this kind of crappy movie is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> my two, my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I right, remember so well, go ahead. Okay, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say that when when um, Katie Holmes' character, or whatever her character's name is, um, Claire, Claire ma makes out with Tim Oliphant, the drug dealer, I, you know, I never thought of the, you know, like that was inappropriate or weird. It was just sort of happened. And, but I mean, she must be the same age, right? Are they all around the same? I mean, I guess she could be 18 or older. I guess it doesn't matter. It does matter. That's the whole point. It does matter for the, for the, for the detectives. Like when she's like, Oh, I'm drinking this beer. I'm 17. Oh. Right. Right. So unless she, she lied, maybe she, she lied just, and she's not 17. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's somewhere in there. It says they're supposed to be teenagers and they had to get actors that were slightly older to play teenagers. Sure. But just as you know, as a film going experience, stand a standalone sort of, two hours of your life, I found it a little confusing and kind of irritating because it was confusing. Like, ah, so you don't think it, it didn't really match your, your memory of it? Uh, no, no. Well, I don't remember. I've only seen go twice. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater when it came out. And then now I haven't seen it in between. In fact, I had completely forgotten about the entire Las Vegas portion of it. Mm. That was like seeing it for the first time. I had no memory of it whatsoever. Um, so I don't really remember what I, th I remember I, my, my opinion of it is very, has been consistent though. It's like, it's, it's all right. You know, like it's, it's diverting. Um, you know, it's Pulp Fiction light for sure. Some of the dialogue's a little cringy, trying way too hard. Yeah. But, but um, it's fine. It's fairly innocuous. I think Timothy, Timothy Oliphant's the best part of it. If for no other reason than when he's about to kill, he's going to kill her or shoot her or whatever in the in the parking lot, and then she gets hit by the car. <laughs> and the stupid look on his face, the gun in one hand, he's pointing at her with the other and staring at the car, dumbfounded. That moment is almost worth the two-hour <laughs> run time. It's so good. Yeah. <clears throat> Since you since you brought him up, <laughs> I do agree that 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 yeah that part was pretty great. And actually, in in reviewing his career, this is the highlight for me. What? Yeah. Have you never seen Deadwood? Well, I haven't, and I know that's that's a that's on me. I haven't seen Deadwood. I haven't seen uh, the series or the TV or the movie. I know you I heard he's great in it. Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, Amy likes that a lot. I have not really caught more than five minutes of it. 
Mm. So I gotta say no. I'm pretty. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pleading ignorance here. But here, but hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Okay. Uh, I know. I looked him up a little bit. I know he started in the theater, kind of transitioned to movies, and when he was doing this, he was actually supposed to be doing Practical Magic. I saw that. Yeah. And that went to Aiden Quinn, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he, you know, he didn't even have to change hotels. He was he could just do go instead of Practical yeah. Magic, which. I think is interesting because I mean I, I haven't actually seen Practical Magic Magic that I can remember. I don't think um, I have either. You know, romantic comedy, right? I mean, I guess I don't know if, if Aiden Quinn was the love interest or or I think he's a cop or something. And, and who cares? The point is, <laughs> like, I feel like Timothy Oliphant's career could have been vastly different if he had done that movie. And I he's, feel like, well, I don't know. I mean, we could speculate. Any number of ways he, he could have it could have been better could have been worse could have been different, but I feel like that it didn't get going, which is silly because I think his performance in Go is good enough to get him more roles. But you know, you know he's a good looking guy. He's got he's got presence. He's got he's you know he's got acting chops. But have you have you seen like Hitman? Have you seen that movie? Well, sure, but I don't think that's a fair. So yeah, maybe it's not fair to criticize him for doing bad stuff. Yeah, I mean that you just picked the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> yes, but it's one I have seen, and I and I <laughs> held it against him. I held it against him because it's like, well, what are you doing? Well, what have you this? seen Have you seen the perfect getaway? A perfect getaway? No, I don't think so. Ah, fuck, man, he's great in it, and Chris Hemsworth is in it long before Thor. Okay. Oh, I haven't um, seen that either. And it has Steve Zahn and Steve Mila Zahn. Jovovich yeah. in it's it. It's really good. It's a really good movie. Oh, I'm seeing it. I'm putting it on my list. Um, there, if if nothing a... else, if people don't watch Go, they at least have a good re- recommendation. Here. Right. There All right. Go. So I'm an unabashed <laughs> Timothy Oliphant fan. and I'm an unabashed Steve Zahn fan. Well, I am him too, but <laughs> Steve Zahn's not in Go. So let's talk about Timothy Oliphant for a second. <laughs> Oh, so now we stay on target. Oh, let's, uh, let's not get Breaking sidetracked. Breaking tradition, I've decided to stay on point this here. one some, time. We're somewhat. Gonna... So, only to address uh, Sean's concerns. So, have you ever seen Justified? No, I know that's his big uh, one. It's awesome. It's on FX, and he's yeah. look. Deadwood's the best. That's the best thing okay. he's done. He's fantastic in that. But he's great in Justified. Uh, there's a. A uh, movie called The Crazies, a remake of an old David. I've Conover seen that. He's I've seen The Crazies. He's good in that. I like. I like him in that. A Perfect Getaway is fantastic. He's great in that. That's one of his best roles as well. Okay. Fair I enough. mean, him, him, and Justified and Deadwood are very similar. Justified, he's got more personality, you know, more charm. Deadwood, yeah. he's just like he's stone cold badass, you know. Yeah. Uh, with zero humor, which is part of the reason I love the character so much, and he's angry all the time. It's great. Yeah. I think he's. Um, I think he's good in humorous stuff. Like he's in the office. He's, well, that's that's another thing. I was gonna say he is my favorite thing about the Santa Clarita diet because okay. he's he's really funny. He's hilarious in it. I don't much care for Drew Barrymore in anything at all that isn't ET. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't like her. I'm I'm not on the. I'm yeah same. <laughs> yeah, but he's I like great. I like her as a person. I don't like her. Yeah, she seems uh, like a totally decent human. <laughs> yeah, she really seems great. I just don't want to watch her in movies. I don't like her performances. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Sam, you, you seem offended by that. Um, I guess, I guess, okay. I guess what the thing is, like the, the 
some of the things I think she's in are movies that are good, you know, regardless of whether or not she's in it. Yeah. Um, like Donnie Darko, obviously yeah. being one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, so you don't you don't think of that as a Drew Barrymore movie. Um, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> it's Cellar not. door. <laughs> Some say it's the most beautiful phrase in the English language. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I may have misquoted uh, her there. Sorry. Uh, no, that was one of her her things. Um, you know, and then she's in the remake of Fever Pitch that you, you like. I don't know. I guess I don't. No, no, I, I guess that's the one I, like I don't like. I like Scream. <laughs> you know, she's in that. It's, it's, yeah, I, I guess there's a lot of movies movie. that she's in that I like. Not that I'm a big, like, saying that she makes the movies. I think she's just in enough stuff that I've enjoyed watching that I'm like, that I don't, yeah, I don't have yeah. a problem with her. I, she seems like a perfect counterexample to Timothy Oliphant from my perspective. Because whereas Timothy Oliphant, I think, is very talented and should be in a lot more stuff. I think he's ended up with a lot of crap between the good stuff. And I think Drew Barrymore, I'm not going to say she's not talented, but I, I'm just, like you said, she's in a lot of good stuff. She's had a hell of a career, but I don't know that she warrants, like, I don't think she makes everything she does better or. She's Birgen Kiergen from the Fjörgen Fords. <laughs> <laughs> I also think, I think Drew Barrymore has probably the least amount of range of any successful actor. Yeah. Oh, she has no range. On the planet, in the history of this planet. Like, she is her in everything. And that's okay. You know, that's all right. It just so happens that I don't seem to really like her. Yeah, I don't don't think she's the most egregious. No. Because there's plenty of other people who are just themselves. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. of course, definitely. But it's a common thing. Them. Well, it's like Keanu Reeves. Not a lot of range there. He's pretty much Keanu Reeves, but I really dig that. You know, I like Keanu Reeves. I mm-hmm. like him in everything. Even the shit he's terrible in. I don't care. Yeah. He's so goddamn likable. I'm just like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, I don't think we should be more harsh on Drew. Um, because, she, yeah, for that very reason. Like, she's yeah. just, she's doing what she can. Yeah, she's you know. Fine. She's scraping by. My, look, look, <laughs> my, look, my opinion of her is, is nothing compared to Jodie Foster. It's just, she's just like, hey, you know, eh, I just don't really care for her. Uh, we, we may have to save that one for another day. <laughs> well, we'll have the so Jody someday Foster. we'll pick. Oh, shit. I was thought you were talking about Drew Barrymore. I was like, well, maybe we'll just have to pick one, a movie, you know, that she's like. Yeah. Like the, 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 the one, like I like her in The Wedding Singer. I'll say that. I like, I thought she was fine in The Wedding Singer. I was yeah, gonna mention that one. She yeah, didn't bother. She didn't bother me as much. I don't even know what it. I don't know if "bother me" is the right word. I'm just. I feel almost like indifferent to her. You know, like she's in a movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. I. I guess she'll be talking for a while. And then I'm like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I almost feel bad. I don't have anything to like latch onto. I have no reason. There's nothing about. There's. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, she's she befuddles me. I suppose I'm just kind of like, oh, there she is again doing her thing. Okay, well, getting back to Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, uh, I think you could say that he doesn't have an incredible range either. I I I agree with that somewhat, only because his performance in 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 a perfect getaway is pretty in line with him. Like you're saying, 
but there's just something about it that's a bit different that I really, really like. Okay. And you can argue all day long that his character in Justified and his character in Deadwood are very similar because they're both sort of like cowboys, you know, but they are different. But you're right. I mean, come on. I think his range comes in that he can be really super hilarious, but then he can be stone cold humorless like he is in Deadwood. Yeah. Although he's not, he's humorless, but his character is kind of funny. If that makes any sense. I don't know. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm reaching a little bit because I like him so much. Which is fine. Right. I think you feel the same way about Clive Owen. Mm, Interesting. Clive Owen's always Clive Owen. You like watching Clive Owen be Clive Owen. Sure. I agree with that. And he seems to be in a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's picked a better, better, better career than Drew and Timothy. Yeah. And then, you know, have we, we say picked career, but I mean, it really chooses them sometimes. I mean, you know, the, just Hollywood being Hollywood or, or, you know, but the one, the one, I mean, looking through Timmy, Timothy Oliphant's uh, stuff, the one thing he says he regrets is missing out on a major character. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to flub the name because I'm not a big fan of the series, but uh, long story short, it went to Vin Diesel and it's now called Fast and the Furious. What? Yeah. Really? He, he was, was he up supposed for that. to be dumb. He turned it down. Oh my! Oh my gosh! gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I can find it here. Look, but, I, but honestly, I, I I can't. I don't. But yeah, can you fault him for no? Uh, you know, because the first Fast and Furious kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, it's just like Ugh, this crap. You know, and the second one's <laughs> if you terrible. Thought, yeah, if you thought the first one sucked, then what about the next six? I know. Well, no, it didn't get good till the fifth one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it that far you should okay. the fifth one's awesome okay the fifth and sixth are both quite good seven's okay eight's not great Is... i just made a, i just made a rhyme what a mnemonic to remember how the the best movies anyway the fi- listen the fifth one the, the fifth one's excellent and wait, yeah, and yeah, you me. stuck through four bad ones to get to the fifth i one. know and i didn't like the first or second one i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> but it paid off <laughs> with number five <laughs> trust me watch the fifth one it's kind of awesome is it the is, is it the when the name is racing in like cuba at the beginning uh yeah, yeah i think i may have seen i've seen yeah. part of that one i think i may have fell yeah. asleep that's the that only one. one i've seen any it's, part it's of. where the fifth one is where it went from like Small town or small time hoods who like drag racing to ridiculous sort of Ocean's Eleven meets James Bond kind of yeah. shit, and it just went nuts. And and it's all the better for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is the fifth one is so much fun. And 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 uh, when can you say that about any franchise of films? The fifth one was the good one. <laughs> you know, it's never happened. Police Academy, no. That's not it. No. <laughs> no. Saw? No. no. <laughs> All right. So it says this, according to somebody, the studio said, if you can get <laughs> Timothy Oliphant to play that role, we will green light the movie. Mm-hmm. Oliphant declined the role, which went to Vin Diesel. Mask of Success, seven sequels. Uh, he later discussed it. I've, um, I've passed on absurd projects and they have co- become an enormous, enormous hit spawning numerous sequels and I'm not in them. <laughs> and and in 2018, he reflected on the the role of 
Toretto, which I guess is the Vin Diesel yeah, guy. Dominic Toretto, yeah. Dominic Toretto. Um, he, he, he was thinking it would be, quote, stupid and would bomb at the box office. Wow. Well, I mean, he was half right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't fault him for turning down a point break knockoff, you know? Honestly, like, I like him more for having turned down that for principles. Yeah. Well, I also think, though, it just goes to show, like, you don't know. Nobody knows yeah, until it's done. Sure. That's true. You know, like you could read a zillion scripts, which they all do, and you don't know until, you know, until sure. it's done. Well, it's yeah. like Will Smith turning down The Matrix. Right. And which it's is like, and you read, better for that. Like, why did he turn it down? He just didn't get it. Like, he didn't think it was going to be a thing. And thank God he did. Right. Because right. it had been a completely different movie and not not as good a one. Not that, I mean, I like Will Smith. He's does his thing and I enjoy it most of the time, but he was wrong for the matrix. Right. Agreed. <laughs> Can you imagine Will Smith saying, my name is Neo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how he would say it, but it would be more flamboyant and funnier somehow. And right. Right. Or I don't know. Sometimes Will Smith does the tough guy thing and, and it's not quite believable either. So sometimes, sometimes, He's, he's good. I I'm not criticizing him. I think he's a fine actor. He yeah. makes some shit sometimes, but <laughs> who doesn't? All right. <laughs> so I guess we've covered that one <laughs> actor in this movie. We've, we've, we've covered several careers of actors not in Go. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's get back on track. Now... Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of bankable stars in this. I think which they right. knew when they when they made it. Sure. But uh, let's talk about the director, Doug Liman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he they they saw him do Swingers, and they said, "Oh, you could do this in your sure. sleep." And I yeah. think they were right about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And right I was surprised to which one? I said it was right in his wheelhouse. Oh yeah, and I I was surprised to learn that he does several other movies that I really enjoy, or you know. Not everything he oh, does, yeah. but yeah, I think he did uh, Edge of Tomorrow, recent, yeah. more recently. Yep. That's to me, that's one the best movie, f- the best movie he's made for sure. Well, that's to me, that's one of the best science fiction movies the last ten years. Yeah, um, it's excellent. That's one of the few movies that I'll watch over and over. Yeah, Doug Liman's curious science. person for me because like he's all over the map. He's got stuff like Swingers and Go, which are fine. Or like Swingers is funny, but it's whatever. It's kind of forgettable, I think. Go, same same deal. The Born Identity is his first pretty good movie, like really good yeah. movie. And then it's a lot of shit, you know, for a long time of just shit or like kind of shit. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith like has massive star yeah. power and it's kind of fun, I guess, but mm, it's kind of shit. Yeah. Jumper, like an interesting premise, kind of shit. And like, you know, and there's some, there's some TV in there here and there. And then he does Edge of Tomorrow, which I think is fantastic. And then not really anything else after that. Well, he's, he's doing the remake or a new version of the Cannonball Run. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Well, I don't know. It could be good. It could not be good. Um, yeah. I mean, Jumper, Jumper had a lot of potential, but it let me down. Is that the one that has yeah. Anakin Skywalker? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> About teleporting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the born the first born identity is it's I good. think has a quality that none of the other ones seem to capture. Sure, sure. sure. There's I something agree with about that. it that I really like. It's liked. good. It's a good movie. Yeah. So I don't know if that's that partially him. I feel like it is partially him. I feel like his his pacing's good. Is at I don't know how much he edited. You know what's what's weird is that he his credits list. Um, I don't know if that one is one, but like he's also the DP. He's also the cinematographer, direct director and cinematographer. Is that is that more common than I would think? No, it's not common at all because union rules generally prevent it. Oh, so you have people like uh, Jesus Christ. I just forgot his name. Who directed all the Oceans movies? Sex Lies and Videotape. Um, um, <laughs> you're not going to get much help from us. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless it's someone big that we know. No. It, no. Uh, oh, my God. It's just people tend to, you know, the indies, Steven Soderbergh. So oh. he directed and was DP on a bunch of his movies that were indie films because it was non-union, so it didn't matter. Um, Robert Rodriguez, same way, same thing. You know, so if it's self-funded or, or if it's indie, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You don't have to adhere to union rules because it's a non-union jo- uh, thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's so weird. Like, the union rules are so strict that, like, sometimes the DP can't touch the camera. What? Yeah. The camera operator touches the camera. Ugh. You know, their rules are very stringent. So when you see something, like, directed and, and shot by, then the chances are it was an indie film. You know, or financed independently, at least. Okay. Which well, I guess that's what makes an indie film. So whatever. So he, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's good to know because I I have would have no, I mean, except for not seeing it in IMDb very much, but right in, in this case, Swingers and Go, he was both. And then again for Fair Game, which I have no idea what that is. I, I never I never saw that either. But yeah, he get you know, so yeah, I guess when he gets to bigger projects, including Born Identity, then he's not he's you know, yeah. a producer or yeah. whatever, but director. Swingers and Go makes sense. Fair game's kinda of surprising actually. Um Yeah, because that seems like a lower uh smaller budget. I don't know. I mean unless they've loosened the rules, I just know that that was a thing for a long time. It's um it's why Steven Spielberg supposedly from what I've read it was it couldn't direct any of the uh, like return of the Jedi or whatever George Lucas wanted. Cause George Lucas wasn't in any of the unions hmm. and technically like star Wars, an independent film, you know, or whatever shit like that. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. If that's just like urban legend. Well, if anyone wants to write in and set it straight, <laughs> oh, sure we will. Sure. Yeah. We've gone all over the place so far. So we've, we could use some, uh, um, tightening up <laughs> the the you know the writer of go is john august yeah who in my mind i always thought of as like a guy with a pretty impressive resume but i looked him up again and i was like no not impressive at all it's all basically big fish yeah you know well, like big fish fried frank and weenie yeah well, right, 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 i suppose it's... but Big Fish really was the thing that sort of is how I, I know his name. I don't even like yeah. Big Fish that much. Like, I like it. It's good. I like it. I mean, it's good. It's a good movie. It's really solid. But I felt like it was a little. Yeah. A little over celebrated. Heavy handed. For what it was. You know, like, it was good. It was fine. 
I don't know if it was award worthy, but I don't know. Anyway, everything else he's written is like, oh, Charlie's Angels, Dark Shadows, uh, where whatever you know. Of course, right? Yeah, it's good. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sucks. I don't know, like Titan AE. Mm. Frank and Winnie actually didn't see. So the original, I didn't see the animated. I don't know if you even call that a remake. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know. Was what's the original? It's a live action. Short. Just live action. Yeah, is it a short? I can't remember. Is it a short? I thought so. No. It might. It, it probably. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. I haven't seen it in years. I don't remember it well at all. All right. Well, I'm going to segue us back to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug Lyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. He directed American Made, which I know we kind of like. I know Sam definitely likes it. The yeah, uh, Tom right. Cruise one. Yeah. Um, and Tom Cruise sort of fits into this, you know, in a six degrees kind of way. Like um, they thought Scott Wolf was sort of like the the young or the the young Tom Cruise or whatever mm-hmm. character. Um, and then of course everyone has, you know, Katie Holmes has married him. Uh, uh, you know, Jay Moore worked with him in like Jerry Maguire and stuff. Yeah. I, I guess that's not that impressive because Tom Cruise is in everything. So, but I mean, I think, I feel like it was possibly there's some kind of link to, to Doug Lyman or, or this movie. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I had a better I, segue, but it, the moment passed. So. <laughs> I never, I never realized how much Scott Wolf looks like a young Tom Cruise. He does. Yeah, I we were watching does. it and my, and my wife's like, she said, man, he looks like Tom Cruise. I was like, what? And she goes, look at him. Just fucking look at him. And I, was, <laughs> I looked at Oh my God, you're so right. He really does. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. His face is a little fuller or something, but I mean, the the elements are all there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And kind of when he like, uh, emotes or it gets all, gets kind of frazzled. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> the similarities come out more. <laughs> yeah. I like, how, I like how they're, fr- I, I like them. Uh, oh, I know the other segue I was going to say was that, that, you know, John, uh, August wrote this as a, as a sort of a short and it was really just going to be, uh, Rana and the, the supermarket or whatever, you know, the rock and roll yeah. Ralphs. Yeah. And then they added, um, Scott Wolf for the, that, that business and the whole Vegas thing to sort yeah. of fit into the, that smaller story. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'm just curious. There's a lot, a lot you can sure glean from that, but. Yeah. You, you just reminded me, uh, circling back to things I did not like about go okay. besides the sort of age vagaries. And it's somewhat tangentially related to that, I suppose, is that the dollar amounts we're talking about in these sort of high stakes fucking problems they're trying to solve are so small. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, you're going to die over $200. Are you serious? You ripped out a, you ripped off a drug dealer who's going to kill you for a uh, two. I mean, you know, Oh, I got to get this much money. I'm gonna be, I got to get a hundred bucks. Or I'm going to be evicted or whatever the hell she said. 300. I'm like, come on. I mean, so that, and that only, I feel like that only served to exacerbate my confusion about how old these people are. Yeah. You know, like if you're a teenager, you're in high school, I suppose $200 seems like a hell of a lot of money. But if you're someone paying rent with a full-time job, fucking figure it out. You know, like get it, <laughs> get a credit card. 
I, think, I don't know. I th- I, it just seemed ridiculous to me. Like you don't have a couple of friends who could loan you 50 bucks or something so you don't get evicted. <laughs> I don't know. It just... I have to say that, that that's how this movie has not aged well. Because um, I thought 1999, I liked this movie. Like I, I would recommend this movie to people and be like, hey, it's a quirky movie. You haven't seen it. It's fun. Uh, but now looking back on it, I had that. I was like, this is just too much ridiculousness and people doing things exactly what you said. They're, they're high stakes things over, yeah. over low, over nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, and, and, and because of that, the, like the believability is just tough you know it's hard to it feels like you're watching something written by a not great writer you know you don't mm-hmm. it's hard to it's you don't you can't buy into it you can't get absorbed in it you can't get lost in it and just enjoy it because there's too many times you're like what well that doesn't really make any sense <laughs> like she ripped off the drug dealer <laughs> why why not sell the sell the 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 pills she bought and then pay him back so he doesn't murder you like you know there's like there's just too much weird stupid dumb shit doesn't make any sense You're like oh okay so how, yeah what, how did she get to the deal so quickly that's because I, I remember thinking that too like oh she's got the pills all she has to do is sell them but she has to dump them because she goes to the she the flushes sting. them yeah yeah she flushes right. them at the sting and and then she goes and gets allergy meds and, and gives them to him. Right. And I guess I guess then has the idea of selling them as drugs at the at the rave. I suppose. I don't know. Like, right. it just seemed like, why didn't she just go to the rave and sell them and then pay the guy back his money? Well, because her friend was there as collateral. Like, she had to right. save her. She had, she did that before they went to the rave. I guess. I, it, it's still bad. You know, yeah. it's still a stupid idea, but I mean, I, still I clunky at yeah. that moment, I see her motivation because then she's like, okay, I just got to get this done and then I can go to, you know, figure out the next part. Right. But as you're, you know, as like what, what the wad of cash that she gets right away from Simon, it seemed like pretty big. It's like, you know, how much was I didn't, that? I didn't, I didn't get that either. Like she's taking his shifts. Well, yeah. what, what, what is she giving him or what is he giving her? He just he said he's paying her advance. So I'm assuming he's paying her for her the shift, and she's going to pay him back. Well, that doesn't make any sense. So he's paying her 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 day's her work salary, salary yeah. in advance, and so when she finally gets paid, she'll give him the money. Yeah. Why? <laughs> so that she has two thirds of yeah, the money to right, start exactly. Her drug so deal. she has enough to go do her dumb deal. Right. <laughs> This is my deal. How fucking old is she? I mean, this, she's written like an older <laughs> character. Yeah. Even though she's kind of a fucking idiot, but she's still written like an older character. Yeah. So I don't know. I found it just a little confusing and annoying in that regard. So were you guys surprised to see Melissa McCarthy? Oh, definitely. Door? Really? Surprised. I had oh, yeah. Yeah, no memory of that whatsoever. No, no, no. Definitely not. I, I would have never been able to pick her out in anything before uh, bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely me either. Yeah, she looks so young there, and and she and she nails, she nails that character. The yeah, <laughs> soap opera fan, you know. The, <laughs> or no, she was she was was her roommate Jimmy the hairdresser. Is that was? 
Like how did she, cause she was like, Oh, I can't believe you guys, you know, did you figure it out? You know, she was just living vicariously and yeah, they're they're both cheating on each other with the same guy. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot that. Uh, There are some amusing parts to this movie. Sure. Yeah. I think there's just a lot going on. I mean, it's a, it's pretty fast paced. Yeah. Uh, I found the all the entire the entire Vegas portion pretty terrible though. It's too over I, the top. I, I just didn't enjoy it at all. It, it all felt forced, you know. It just didn't. Uh, just it's, it's, it didn't seem believable in any way whatsoever. Yeah, and it's a I bunch mean, of and it's a bunch of fairly unlikable people. You're just kind of like, Ugh. well, that's what's weird about it is that if this is a pulp fiction type movie. We're supposed, I mean, we're supposed to like, they're supposed to be characters of, of ill repute or something, mm-hmm. but we like them anyway. Right. Yeah. And like you're saying, we don't like a lot of these people, even though they really haven't done a lot. Most of them haven't done much wrong. Yeah. And I think that's my main, that's why I'm, I'm hesitant to put it in the, in the category of Pulp Fiction is because there really are no consequences. Sure. I mean, for Rana, she gets, she gets, you know. She gets all the risk. She gets hit by a car. A lot of shit happens to her, but mm-hmm. no, but nobody else, you know, yeah. or even the, you know, the sort of retribution of the gun, um, they're shooting, you know, the guy, him in the arm, mm-hmm. um, is played for laughs really. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. It's don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it. I, I like, I liked it, but I don't, I just don't consider that the same as shooting Marvin in the face because they hit a, a pothole. You know, it's not yeah. quite the same thing. Yeah, agreed. I feel like Go is trying to be in some ways edgy, I suppose. But in, yeah. it just it it's just trying. comes off as being juvenile. Yeah. You know, it feels like a movie about kids by kids for kids. You know, uh, and Pulp Fiction does not. Mm-hmm. All right, so our age range for people who to watch this movie is like fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Yeah. At what point do you do you think? Yeah. What at what point do you outgrow this and just say these are just a bunch of dumb people doing dumb things? Yeah. Twenty. 20 somewhere. Somewhere in your twenties, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere in your twenties. <laughs> Maybe yeah. younger these days. I don't know. Boy, did I just sound old there. <laughs> yeah. <we are. laughs> Shit. Uh, we should have had a really young guest on for this one. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, okay. I think we're I I can't believe I'm the one defending this, but I think I think we're being a little bit harsh. <laughs> because why? If if a movie sets out to entertain you and does it in it with some style. I would say this movie has a bit of style and as you know, good soundtrack and hit, you know, it ticks a lot of boxes. Why, why is it okay to complain about it? Because it's not up to your, you know, like you have these problems with it. I mean, aside from like, this is what we do. This is normally how we critique a movie. <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, like if you really like, if you're saying you like a movie and of course there's like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and everything else is pretty high. Like a lot of people it's like shockingly this high, shockingly high. Yeah. So what are we saying? We're saying that it's... They're, we're saying they're wrong. You don't... It's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or are we saying you like this movie, but you, it's, it's a movie you don't admit to liking? 
Nah, I don't like it. No, no, I, th- I think it's it's the okay. Okay, yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, Sam, like, you, you got to give us your thoughts because you picked this movie. I mean, okay, you, so I remember really liking it. I, okay. It was on like I I kept a list for years of like kind of at the end of every year I'd I'd add a couple movies to the list of okay what did I see this year that if someone's like hey I want to see a movie that's that's off the beaten path and it's enjoyable this was a list that I had on the, you know, that I capped for years. And this was one of the movies on the list, you know, and we've had some other ones that we've covered already, like election. Um, so this was one of them that I remember like, like enjoying it, thinking it was funny and that, um, and I think part of it is the fact that we're old, um, yeah. that we're like, okay, I've, I've heard these sorts of conversations and certain things like, you know, in 1999, I, had only watched Pulp Fiction a hundred times, not three hundred. So, so it's it's when you when you start to draw those comparisons and you realize like, okay, the conversation that they're having in the car while they're driving to Las Vegas is really trying to be a Pulp Fiction conversation, but it's not amusing the same way. Yeah. It's not, yeah. and you start to see these things that, you know, just like just like anyone who's young and they see something, they're like, oh, that's awesome, and you're and and anyone who's older is like. No, they totally ripped off that thing from 20 years ago. But mm. the person who's seen it wasn't alive 20 years ago. I think this was a movie that suffers that. As by by now, you've seen a lot of these crazy situations arise in different movies. Like there were definitely things in this that made me think of, um, shoot, what's the the Hangover? You know, like that he's in the trunk of the car that they're mm-hmm. doing these stupid things in Vegas, and I was like, okay, I you know the Hangover didn't exist when this movie came out, but. The, the the goofy things that happened in Vegas and the hangover were so much better that now going back and watching this, I'm like, this is, this isn't, it's not doing it. I've seen this. I've, even though it came later, I've seen it better. And I, I felt like that for a number of the parts. Don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of the movie that I enjoyed. Like I, you know, I, I forgot that, you know, that the, that Adam and Zach are, are totally worried that they're going to be, you know, hit on to, to by this police officer and his wife and you know <laughs> then when they come clean it's you know they're they're selling yeah you know consolidated products or confederated <laughs> products whatever it is you know so there's <laughs> totally there's amusing enough amusing stuff that like hey if you catch this on tv or hbo or whatever when you're sitting around sure but yeah. it's also one of those things that i would no longer put on that list i was like you know there's enough other things that go along this way that that you don't need to. Yeah. That's a good example. I like the the Amway stuff. When I saw it back in the day, I found it kind of confusing and, and and off-putting. Yeah. And now I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I I really like it. What's that? It was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. 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 I really enjoyed that William Fichtner, the actor in that scene, that guy's fucking awesome. He is. He's great in everything. He's so good. Do you ever see um terrible Nicolas Cage movie from a few years back called Drive Angry? No. No. It's it's got a great premise, but it's just terrible. But William Fichtner is in it as like the the antagonist to Nicolas Cage protagonist. And he's so great in it that it's it's basically worth the terrible movie just to see him in it. He's <laughs> so good. And he's in like it, it can he's everything he's in is automatically better for him being in it yeah absolutely so i agree with that and, and he's in great <laughs> he's in some great shit 
you know, yeah, he's, Black he, Hawk Down. He's in Black Hawk, yeah. yeah Black Hawk he's Down. in Heat. He's in Contact. You know, but he's also in Armageddon, and he's awesome in Armageddon. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that dude. Everything he's in, oh, he's so good. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, you're, I, I go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just saying. I, as soon as I saw him, I remember him. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. And but I, and I think of him. He's that time period. He's like 1995, 2005. Like that's like when I see his face, I'm like, okay, he was in a number of good things mm-hmm. in yeah. that that time period. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Sean? Well, just like your um, your example of them, the raunchy conversation they had in the car on the way to Vegas which being like trying to be a Pulp Fiction, but then Chuck's, you know, put that next to the family circus conversation, you know, in the diner, which is sort of kind of sweet and innocent. And it's sort of like part, part of their little, you know, like it gives, you know, the drug dealer sort of uh, depth, like, Oh, he's a real person. He's got real opinions and stuff. It's, it's kind of like they're trying to, they're the push and pull is, is, is weird. I don't know if that's the writing or what, but like they want to, they want to kind of do, the sort of nitty or gritty, you know, nitty gritty stuff. But then like, I, I'm not really sure. I guess it's, I guess what I'm saying is the, when they try to do the raunchy, you know, I contact on the dick joke, whatever that was, that didn't work because it was, you know, it was just some silly conversation. But when you try to add to the characters, then you get, that's, that's what Tarantino, I think is trying to do most of the time is trying to give right. depth to those characters. Yeah. And so I, I feel like it, it was, it was, it was too much to ask of like this fast paced movie to try to, to get all that stuff in all, all at once. Some sort of identity, identity crisis in the writing there. But then also, yeah, you're just kind of like, you know, does anybody know what, what's going on right now? I mean, the cops that detect, you know, these people don't know what's going on. They're screwing up all over the place The you know, yeah. Even the smart guy in, um, the Tate Diggs character, he's still going to a strip club, like in the, you know, in the champagne room. Like is, if that's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm just talking my talking in circles now, but I feel like that's, there's something in there that, that defines why this isn't really working as a Pulp Fiction movie or why it falls short. All right, I'm done. I think, I, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're, I mean, I think you're right. If you're, if you're pulling in the ridiculous and then you're you're also switching back and trying to be serious and then going totally ridiculous yeah um it was almost like it was just it was just too much for me this time it was just too much ridiculousness and that's the that's and most of it was the vegas part and, yeah. yeah and simon you know it was it, it was too over the top you know one thing after the other yeah. Which, but it, which would have been is okay in something like Dumb and Dumber, where it's set up <laughs> from the beginning to be that way. But when this this movie's not, it, it starts off with more. It starts off with more that indie movie feel of of something that's not going to go that direction. Like it's a problem solving movie instead of a totally ridiculous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is kind of how the beginning starts, and so I think it's that that turn when they switched to Simon, it's like, wait a second. We went from a girl trying to solve a cash flow problem with doing a drug deal for the first time to this like absolute craziness. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the, the thing that loses it. 
Yeah. I mean, we were all up for some zany hijinks, but you know, when they try to get, well, yeah, I mean, it, the, the gun, why is there, why is a guy leave a gun on this, on a seat and then valet park his car? I mean, that doesn't. No, it was in the, it was in the, oh, it was in the glove. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I did like that part. I did like the fact that he's wearing a jacket that people <laughs> tip him and all that. I was like, that, okay, that's clever. Like, and doing the tip beforehand was yeah. clever. You know, like it sets up that someone's just going to toss him the keys. <laughs> yeah, that, that worked. I don't think we have any double ups in this movie. Come on, none? None. None. I know it's getting harder and harder. Hmm. How could it be getting harder and harder? It should be getting easier. No, it's getting harder and harder to not have double ups. Oh, I see. It's, uh, so this is this is a rare find that I yes. think at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I guess late nineties with a bunch of people at the beginning of their career kinda that's the way it's gonna work. No. Indeed. Hmm. Okay. All right, Cohen. Honest honest answer here. Someone said, Hey, should I see this movie? What would you say? No. John? <laughs> that, was, that was very fast. Um, I Well, I guess I'll go with the age thing. I think if you're at a certain age that you should, I don't think you should see it, but but yeah, it's a good time. I, I That's what I'm talking about earlier was like, I feel like a hypocrite for not saying I should, you should see this because I enjoyed it. You know, like you said, you probably would have recommended it back in the day. Just don't now. So. Yeah, there were a number of years I would have recommended this movie. Yeah. So if you're if you're saying and if you're now, asking me now, now, I'd be like, well, it's all right. Yeah. I'd give a disclaimer, you know, like you don't, you know, it's one thing when you tell someone, okay, this movie's awesome, because then they go in with expectations that are high. You know, this is like, this is amusing. It's got its ups and downs. It's a lot better than other movies we reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I love that Massive Attack song in, in this. Oh, yeah. That's and good. I like the air song, too. So they, I thought overall there were some good sounds in the yeah. songs in the soundtrack. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And your answer, so your answer is the same as like, I wouldn't probably recommend it now, but I used to. Sam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that... Um, like I said, I would just say, look, it has some amusing stuff, but it's not, uh, it's not, you know, the best. <laughs> it's not simply the best. Yeah. Okay. And we covered the age and if you were going to remake it, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, why bother? Yeah. I do think that there. So, did you read that the the shop, the the Ralphs or whatever that supermarket is, they picked the they picked the location, and then they so they were already getting paid, and then they started sprucing it up, painting it, and fixing it up, and then they were like, "Oh shit, you ruined it," <laughs> because they wanted <laughs> yeah. the rundown look, so they had to like re- undo all the stuff that they had done <laughs> mm-hmm. to make it look shitty again. I thought yeah. that was interesting because <laughs> you know it's a it's very Hollywood kind of struggle like <laughs> you've got your location and then you know it gets messed up or something i don't know i yeah i would like to read the original 
whatever you call it treatment or something of, you know, just to see if how much of it is, cause it's a bit, it's almost like clerks in a point too. Like they're doing the name game. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a different vibe to that. And then the rest of the movie. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I mean, I do like Manny, uh, doing the Macarena and tripping, tripping balls, <laughs> you know, like I think it's, it does a pretty decent job of, of showing that. Yeah. Uh, not that I've ever had two hits of anything, but you know, I imagine it's pretty overwhelming. So you get points for I that. Like the cat's name. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> it was Princess Leia Lucky Buttons. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. That, that scene is, is great. That little, <laughs> I can hear yeah. your thoughts. <laughs> Chai <laughs> Kai Shek, and he's like, "Oh, Chai Kai Shek with a C," <laughs> and, and the cat's like, "You're gonna die." <laughs> that is amusing. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. All right, what are we doing next? Oh well, my my my. All right. Um... Our next pick is uh, a 1984 film, a dark science fiction adventure horror film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, poof, has a double up. Dark Crystal? No, but the first Dark. letter is the same. <laughs> <laughs> if you ignore the... Nineteen eighty four. Dark sci fi starts with a D. Um uh, not doing it has before that. In in supporting roles it has both Max von Sydow and Christopher Plummer. Mm. Which I feel like caused some confusion for me in my youth. Wait a second. When did the movie nineteen eighty four come out? That's not it, right? That's not a D. No. That's not, yeah. Not, um, yeah, never mind. Yeah, right. That doesn't fit anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. It, our, this pick was produced by a fella named Chuck Russell, who directed A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, which is loosely related to our current pick in context. Dreamscape. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I should have got that. I... The, the, the first of two, one, one of the first two uh, PG-13 movies, right? Is it? I yeah. I thought Dreamscape and Red Dawn were the first two PG-13 movies, at least in my in my existence. Oh, yeah? I thought... In my um, little world. I thought Irreconcilable Differences was one of the first ones with Drew Barrymore, weirdly enough. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um. Anyway, yeah, Dreamscape. I'll, I'll I'll get into why I picked it next time, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that a long time ago for one of your movies, I was nowhere near it. So, and wait, of course, wait. now I didn't, I wasn't nowhere near it again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, you that probably guessed like it when I was, when I was picking a Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Yeah, I think it was. That sounds right. I would guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Cool. All right. Yeah. That'll be a blast from the past. Yeah. Yeah. 
it'll probably be our best review ever. Hmm. After this one. After this one, right. Yeah. Sounds about right. right. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for listening. I guess, are we signing off? I think we should. Yes. Sunset? <laughs> it's time to go. Oh, man. You beat me by five seconds. Maybe yes. two. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Vamos. Bye. The fifth and sixth are both quite good. Seven's okay. Eight's not great.